there. You're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. I've got Gary and Don Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors in studio. We like to talk about money with you for an hour here on the weekends. And uh, we're going to cover some of the headlines and things that are affecting your, your pocketbook the most. But first, welcome back, guys. How you doing? Hey, good morning. How are you? Uh, I am well. Just trying to uh, adjust to the, the weekend here. You know, when you wake up during the week, you're like, ready to go. Let's go. All right, come on. We got to do it. And on the weekend, you, you kind of feel that still just out of habit. And you're like, no, nah, I need this kind of slow down. What, what, <laughs> what am I so excited break. about? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if you weren't aware, you know, we just recently celebrated National Hairball Awareness Day. I was oh, not aware. That's yeah. for all the cats uh, <laughs> out there and dogs. So if you have a cat and you celebrated something, you maybe missed it, but maybe you should celebrate it yeah, today. Yeah, that's important. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, and then I also heard the world's largest bottle of whiskey. It's a single malt scotch. It's set to be auctioned in Scotland. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like 82 gallons or so. Oh, wow. Yeah. What is that, yeah. like a waiting pool? Like, how big is that? That's huge. <laughs> that is big. Sounds like a challenge. Challenge accepted. Yeah. How are things at uh, Pinnacle Retirement Advisors? You got some events coming up? We do. We have one coming up on the May 26th. So, Dinner workshops at Ipanema Brazilian Steakhouse. I always look forward to those because afterwards we get to eat and I just really enjoy it. I, I, and I, get, I, I really enjoy getting to meet new people too. It's always yes, fun and get to tell our story and just who we are and what we do. And people really respond well to it. They like it. Okay. So y'all ready to get into the financial stuff? Sure. Sure. Because we've talked about the 4% rule on the show. It comes up a few times and we went and dug up who actually gets credited with inventing the 4% rule. And I found the guy Bill Bingen developed the concept about 30 years ago. Right. Uh, but he's he's retired now. But someone uh, put a microphone in front of his face and asked him about the inflation and if the 4% rule can survive that. And he wasn't so sure that, you know, eight and a half percent inflation or whatever is going on right now. Uh, the 4% rule still applies. First off, what's the 4% rule? And secondly, does it still work? Well, that is a really good question because it's always something that you could use as a, possibly a benchmark mm -hmm. just to kind of get your rule of thumb as far as what might work for you, what might not. So the whole idea behind the rule of the 4% is upon retirement, you take 4% of your retirement savings the first year. And then each year you kind of adjust that for inflation. So we know if you're taking a distribution of $40,000 on top of your Social Security for the year off your retirement savings, that next year you're probably going to need about, what, 43 or 44, and it's going to continue to go up each year just because items cost more. I mean, look at the grocery store and, and our inflation numbers right now being eight and a half or over right now. So we actually just had a conversation with some folks just this week. Um, they live in Gainesville. They're both working for the school board. And they did take the pension options through their Florida retirement savings. But their concern is, how much more do we really need to save? Because we know our pensions and Social Security are not going to be or, or provide the lifestyle that they really desire. Right. So we're working with them, kind of working backwards into, you know, what is that lifestyle going to look like? What's your desired income going to be? And then we can kind of work backwards into what their savings might be. I told them, hey, it might be a little sticker shock. So we can do what we can do and just kind of adjust as, as they go along. But they're still about six years out from retirement. But uh, yeah, that whole thing is a big change because right now, I know there's been some other things which Morningstar put out a report and they're recommending like 3.3% 3 .3 
initial withdrawal rate. So, you know, that has gone down because people are living longer and that sort of thing. So I don't know, Don, what do you think as far as I think with anybody, it's very individualized? Oh, of course it is. So I mean, it really depends on how much you have and longevity, health, that sort of thing, where you are in retirement. And- sure. So, you know, don't just go by that rule. Any rule doesn't completely apply. Again, there's, it's really what are your sustainable sources of income and, and what do we need to adjust to uh, give you that desired lifestyle? All right, let's go over some of the other generic rules of thumb that pop up on the show from time to time besides the 4% rule. Okay, so many of you know the rule of 72. Oh, that's a good one. For calculating interest gains. So let's say if you had a product that gave you a 6% fixed rate, you would divide 72 by 6 and it would take 12 years for your money to double. Or you could use this method to calculate the time it will take your money's value to be cut in half due to inflation. So, hey, 6%, that would be nice. Huh? Well, of course it would be, yeah. But if you looked at you know 8% where we are right now with inflation, it would only take nine years for your investment to lose half of its value. So that could be a little scary. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and the, the rule of 72, it's a rough estimate, but it can still be helpful when comparing different investment options. And it's easy for most people because the average person can actually calculate that. Um, another one of those rules that we're familiar with is the rule of 100 for the stock bond mix. And so you you know you sub- subtract your age from 100 and that tells you how much of your portfolio should be in stock. So let's say you're 60 years old. You should have 40% in stocks and 60% in bonds. But let's but let's, let's keep talk in about mind, bonds here for yeah, a minute. This piece of advice gained its popularity of course when bond yields were much higher than they are today. Sure. Yeah. So we, we use a lot of bond alternatives there because really uh, the bond world is really just, uh, it's not going to produce anything as far as a yield right now. So looking at different options, if you don't know what those options might be, call us on our show today, 352-320-2060. If you're in a portfolio and you do have a lot of bonds still in there, call us today because we can help you out for sure. And take caution when using any of these rules. It's important to look at the whole picture you know, can these provide sound financial advice? Possibly. But again, don't rely solely on these rules for your retirement strategies. You know, we've talked about the rule of 72 on the show a few times, but I don't think you've ever laid out that it works backwards, too. Yeah. Yikes. It's kind of scary, right? Yeah, you can, you can use it forward or backwards. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's a little freaky because, you know, let's say the eight and a half or whatever the percentage, the official inflation number is, if they're lowballing that and it's more like 10, maybe 10 point something, inflation, then the purchasing power of that big pile of savings I have in my IRA is getting cut in half in seven years. I mean, seven years from now, like before 2030, half of my retirement savings is going to be ate up by inflation. Yeah, sure. Well, here's something to think about. I mean, historically, we can look at, we know that we can't determine, you know, the future with historic results, but these numbers are not sustainable. I mean, they will adjust eventually. But still, it's kind of scary. I mean, well, look at the 80s, where they were in the 80s to where they're at now. We still got some room to go if, if we even get close to those figures. And that's kind of the scary thing. Well, don't challenge them, Gary. Don't challenge that they can't <laughs> no, sustain no. it. I'm no, not challenging. No, no, not I'm at not all. challenging. Because that's what most countries on the planet do is they continue. They have the inflation. They have to reset their currency like every 10, 20 years or whatever. Like sure. Argentina does it like once a decade. It's like a hobby for those people. Wow. All right. So uh, let's talk about the kind of advice that you guys give out. For people like me who who are 
I don't want to say livid, but it kind of, that kind of angers me. You guys are cutting into my retirement savings. I spent a lot of time saving this money up and y'all are just going to inflate it away. What do I do about that? Well, I think really the biggest thing is just, and Donna and I have done it, you know, we're working age, so we're obviously not retired. We're helping all the retirees out, but it's really just kind of going into your budget a little bit and looking at what items, I mean, we pull our credit card statements. We're going to do it again today Mm -hmm. um, for our business and look at, well, what's coming out automatically? What are we using? What are we not using? You know, where could we be putting this money to work for us? And I think it's a good idea to do that. On yeah, because you always look back and you're like, what kind of money am I literally wasting away? Yeah, and like, we I'm see just that. handing it off. Yeah, so really, instead of changing your lifestyle so much, just look at where some of your dollars are going and see if you can adjust where some of those are going. You know, well, I mean, is that okay if I get this 82 gallon bottle of scotch? <laughs> well, if you get that 82 gallon <laughs> bottle of scotch, you might not have to worry about anything anymore. Because right? If you if you drink that, I I don't think. Uh, You'll be doing too hot. No, no, no but, it's not for drinking. That's an investment, guys. Totally. Oh, no. I got yeah, you. Right, right. I mean, you could probably. That's you know, true. Get right, people we're, to buy into it. We're talking with Gary and Don Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. If you want to call them at the office, 352-320-2060. Their website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. And thanks to this continued high inflation, I think we can expect another big cost of living adjustment for Social Security. The one last year was pretty much the highest that any recipient has gotten thus far. And we're seeing estimates from the Senior Citizens League that it might be as high as like 8.9, maybe 9% next year. Oh, wow. So that would be the biggest adjustment since 1981 when it was 11%. Well, let's take a look back at 1981. I know I was about five years old and uh, I certainly didn't know what was going on with the economy. <laughs> right. You weren't on Social Security yet. No, you? no, no, not yet. But interest rates reached their highest point in modern history in 1981. So the average was 16.63%. If you had a CD, that's what you were getting on your CD. Yeah, but too. if you Isn't also had a, yeah, if you had a house, Mortgage, yeah, yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. But yeah. the cause of all this was runaway inflation brought on by rising oil prices, government overspending, and rising wages. Uh, that sounds really familiar. Sound familiar at all. Okay. So the moral of this story, don't get too excited about this increase. It will be eaten up with inflation. Medicare premium increases just like it did this year. And then tax bracket creep. Yeah. Yeah. Those Medicare premiums. I mean, this year they jumped up big time. Yes. A lot. And we've never seen that. I mean, I look back in my years in this business. And it's like, wow, that was the the largest increase I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But again, they gave it to them in their social security. So it really didn't affect their whole lifestyle as far as their cash flow goes. But at the yeah. same time, yeah, it could affect a lot of people. Well, I've, I've noticed that's one of the sneaky things they like to do. And while it does make social security a little more solvent in the long run to keep the cost of living adjustments under what the real inflation is. So you're kind of getting a net benefit cut. How does that fit social security's job in your retirement strategy? Well, as far as like when you need to collect it and that sort of thing, is that what you're asking? Well, Social Security was never intended to be the sole income for retirement. I gotcha. Yeah, it it is for so many people, unfortunately. Yeah, it is. It was intended, however, to replace around, what do they say, 40% of your pre-retirement income, give or take. Right. That's a few bucks. Yeah. And it should be one of your primary sources for sustainable income in your plan. And it is for most everyone. So that's why having a strategy of when to start taking it is so important. Yeah. And it's funny because you get that like little 8% bump for every year you delay 
taking it. Yes, and yes. They, that pretty much just keeps up with inflation until you turn 70, until you get to the max. Exactly. Isn't that funny how that's working out right I now? Know, right? Yeah, and, and that's how it's supposed to work out. But a lot of people, and some people want to hold off on collecting until 70, but I think there's only, what, 4%? They call them the elite, elite. four or something. <laughs> I think it might be like 2%. Yeah, it's very few, but... You know, that's why it's good to meet with somebody that understands Social Security, Medicare as well, healthcare, not just your retirement, not just your investments, um, but everything associated with your retirement. Uh, from the investing, how to collect Social Security, how to elect a pension, um, especially if you have a spouse, you know, things to look at. How's your health? What's your longevity? All these things come into play on when you should elect some of these benefits just to make sure that you're really being as efficient as possible and you're taking advantage of whatever you have to take advantage of at this point. So, hey, if you're listening to the show today, for nearly 20 years, we've been doing just that, walking our clients through a thought-out process to help them come up with the right decision for inflation, market volatility, and making sure your money lasts. Reimagine your retirement. If you're already retired or you'll retire in the next five years, I want you to pick up the phone and give us a call right now. 352-320-2060, or you can go to retirementwithpinnacle.com. That's the name of our show. It's the name of the website, retirementwithpinnacle.com, and you can request an appointment or a phone call right there. All right, that's Gary Crawford along with Don Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. 352-320-2060, the website again, retirementwithpinnacle.com. We'll be right back with more Retirement with Pinnacle. Of all the questions you get asked every day, this is one you should not ignore. How much money in your 401k or IRA is actually yours? Not what its current value is, but how much of it will end up in your pockets, not the government's. Remember, you still might owe taxes on that money. Make sure you are not overpaying. Keep every dollar you are entitled to. Look, I know it's confusing, it's complicated, and it definitely is not fun. That's why at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, we offer strategies to help make sure you're not paying more in taxes than your fair share. It's your money. You deserve to know what's at stake. Call our team at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors today to get started. 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. Do not do the IRS any favors. 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. I've got Gary and Don Crawford. They're the founders and principals of Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. Their phone number at the office, or if you have a question for the show, is the same, 352-320-2060. And again, the website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. Com. And if you've ever Googled athletes who squandered their money or actors who lost it all, you're going to find a long parade of celebrities who hit financial rock bottom. And so the question always becomes whether it's Floyd Mayweather who lost $300 million or Johnny Depp who lost like half a billion dollars. How do all of these people go through this much money so quickly? I've got two good examples in mind. So look at Dan Marino, retired pro football player, sportscaster, analyst. In 2012, at a Coachella festival, he saw this impressive hologram of Tupac. Not sure if this particular audience remembers Tupac, but he was a rapper who was killed in a drive-by homicide. And this hologram was made by a company called Digital Domain. So Dan purchased millions of dollars 
of this company's shares. And then shortly thereafter, the company tanked and he lost everything. He apparently put all of his eggs in one basket. But in my mind, I'm thinking, why, Dan? Where was his advisor? Did he even have one? I don't think his advisor went to Coachella with him. (laughs) So if you listeners are not familiar with Coachella, it's a very big music festival. Well, it's kind of like young and hip and relevant and kitschy. And what the heck was Dan Marino (laughs) doing at Coachella to begin with? And then secondly, if he's going to make such a bad decision, what was Dan Marino on? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what I was guessing. All right. So let's talk about some lessons we can learn from athletes, musicians and actors, because, you know, don't invest in a hologram company isn't really the philosophical basis we're looking for. How do we not make some of these same mistakes? Well, you know, most of these people that we're discussing, you know, well, maybe not discussing, not Dan Marino, but a lot of athletes and sometimes the magicians are, are magicians, musicians, 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 my gosh, I can't <laughs> talk this morning. Sometimes those, um, they're a little older when they start hitting the money, but they're just not good. They start making bad decisions and they want to live maybe that rock star lifestyle or they're keeping up with the Joneses if you have it. And they, they just want people to look at them and that's important for them. I guess it would be for media purposes and that sort of thing. But I think the lessons that we can take away from this is we all need a coach. I mean, Donna and I have a coach and or someone to help you make important decisions in your life. And it's really a guide. And that's what I consider me and Don is we're guides for your retirement. And we have to think money is probably one of the most emotional things in life, is it not? I mean, it can make people crazy. It can make you depressed. It can make you happy. But having money is so important to be able to do the things you want. But what we have to do and what we see a lot of times is when individuals are self-managing their accounts, so maybe they're managing their own investments, people tend to make abrupt decisions like trying to time the market. When COVID first happened, a lot of people pulled money out when it started going down. If they would have let it ride, it would have came back and they would have made quite a bit. But a lot of them made really bad decisions there or investing millions of dollars in a new company like Marino did. But sometimes you get lucky, but more times than not, what I see, James, is these decisions end up costing you greatly. All right. In 2015, Sports Illustrated estimated 80% of retired NFL players are broke after just three years of retirement. And two of the big reasons they cited in Sports Illustrated are the the lack of competent financial planning advice, which I've already pointed out. And then the next one is sharing too much of their wealth with family and friends. Do you yeah. see these two things as a concern for just everyday retirees that are coming into the office? No, oh, yeah. Like going back to Dan Marino, yeah, he was an NFL player. I think he, of course, been retired for more than three years, but he lacked that competent financial advice. But going back to your question, James, yes, we come in contact with retirees that have had the last 11 to 12 years of a historical market, and many are failing to switch gears into the retirement phase when they should be focusing on income strategies and preservation. And many are either self-investing or working with a broker who is strictly trying to just accumulate assets at this point. As far as retirees sharing too much with family and friends, I don't feel we run across that quite as much, but what we do see is that some are spending more frivolously, like MC Hammer, the American rapper and dancer. He lost millions because he was spending it on personal expenditures and he was blowing money left and right. So when times are good, they're good. But 
when times aren't good, you can't keep spending. But, you know, we also have to look at retirees have more time on their hands. So shopping's become a hobby. I mean, something that you can actually now do around the clock, right? On and your we phone. All, yeah, on your phone, on the computer. So any time of day. So we all remember when we first learned about COVID and we didn't know what this virus did. We sure. had to stay at home and we had entirely too much time on People our hands. People became professional Amazon shoppers. Right. I, I think we're guilty of Amazon packages. They were at our house every day. Every day. Were, yeah. yeah. So at this point, you need discipline. If uh, you like what you're hearing from Gary and Don Crawford, you want to contact them at their day job. Or if you have a question for the show, just a reminder, the phone number is 352-320-2060. And the website's the same as the name of this show, retirementwithpinnacle.com. All right. We also uh, have the late Burt Reynolds told Vanity Fair, I've lost more money than is possible because I just haven't watched it. How do you help your clients come up with the budget so they don't have the Burt Reynolds effect? They can actually watch money and make sure they don't overspend. <laughs> the Burt Reynolds effect. I like that. Well, I got to ask you guys a question. Why do you think Burt wasn't watching his money? I mean, come on, you're Burt Reynolds. Because you think you have so much, you have a cushion, you don't need to watch it. I got a million dollars. What's going to the grocery store? What's buying a car? I like this house. Yeah, right. That's what we want for our clients as well, is really, we want you to enjoy the retirement that you worked so hard for. I mean, you were disciplined to put money away while you were working, right? You're putting it away. Sometimes you went without to make sure you had this money. But we want you to enjoy that and not have to worry about what's happening with it so much. And that's exactly why we developed our unique processes at Pinnacle is to create a thought out strategy that gives you your desired income. And the desired income is going to allow you to do the things you want in retirement. The biggest thing here is this, you must have a plan. And we see a lot of folks that have counts all over the place and maybe they have a decent income, but they don't really know if it's sustainable and, and things of that sort. But the plan needs to be written as well. So if you think you have an income plan and it's not written, if it's not written, it's not a plan, okay? It's a thought. And when it is written, it's transparent. You can understand it a little better. And it needs to be reviewed and updated as needed. All right. How can we help ensure that we don't outlive our savings, Dawn? Oh, that's easy. All you have to do is work with us. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But that goes back to our comprehensive plan. So understanding what a realistic budget is for you and simply using the right investment products that are specifically designed for income. So we believe that your investment plan should not include any risk at all. I mean, think about it. Why would you want to risk any money in your income? Why would you want that risk at all? So if you know exactly what your income is each month, you have the ability to know if you're overspending. All right. We have a couple other examples here. Aretha Franklin and Prince, they're high profile musicians that left a big mess behind because they didn't have proper financial planning. And we don't want this for any of our families. Like Prince didn't have a will and Aretha Franklin had like three handwritten wills. We've talked about that on a previous show. So where does all this fit with uh, when it comes to the process on estate planning, legacy planning, whatever it's called? Yeah, those were pretty big messes there for sure. But before I begin on that, I just want you guys to know that, yeah, we do give financial advice and we can help with different strategies, but we do not offer legal advice that you would want to contact a legal professional for that. But this is like a very important part of our process at, at Pinnacle is let's face it. You've worked hard. I just mentioned this before. You worked hard for what you have and you want your legacy plan to reflect your values. And I think that's important. And a lot of people don't think of it that way, but your values are what you want to reflect. 
And perhaps you have like a child or a grandchild with special needs, or maybe it's your second marriage and you want things to be divided a certain way. So your children receive what you set aside for them. You know, maybe there's a certain charity or whatever it is that's important to you. Tax-free transfer of wealth is a conversation that we have every day with our clients and prospective clients. And when it comes to a will or a trust, well, we can point you in the right direction to get assistance with any legal documents through one of our attorney relationships. So if you're listening today and you have questions on this, pick up the phone and call us today. I mean, we're available 352-320-2060 or retirementwithpinnacle.com. Yeah. So when you talk about tax-free transfers of income, I think a lot of people don't understand that some of these transfers of income actually have taxes built in. I imagine a lot of people are surprised. Yeah. Especially like your IRA accounts, 401k accounts. And some people have really accumulated a significant wealth Mm -hmm. in those taxable accounts. Now, when it goes to your spouse, it becomes their IRA accounts and that sort of thing. So it's not fully taxable. They're just required for distributions. But when it goes to your estate or when it goes to your heirs, I mean, it's going to be a very big tax burden for some of these larger case scenarios. Um, so we do want to walk people through some strategies that we can implement to really relieve some of that tax burden. But even when you leave it to your spouse, if you still have so much in qualified money, you're putting them in a really bad tax situation because now they're filing single. Yeah, that's the of worst marriage. tax rate there is. So yeah. yeah. That's true too. So just making sure that we can look at just being as efficient as possible with those transfers. Yeah. And even if you know all the rules, they just changed the rules on IRAs and inherited IRAs and required minimum distributions. What was that, two years ago? Yeah, they did. Was that part of the CARES Act? Um, There was a few acts that came out in the same year. Yeah, there was like the SECURE Act and the CARES Act. SECURE and CARES Act, right. So yeah, what happened there was uh, instead of an inherited IRA, you used to be able to pay taxes and take distributions over the life expectancy of the person who had passed. And now they have to be paid out and paid taxes over a 10-year period max. So think about it. A lot of your kids out there are making more money than you ever did, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we do better than our parents. Right. Yeah, we um, and we see it with a lot of our clients as well. So you start throwing this income, additional income each year over even 10 years, and a lot of it's just being spent right to the, to government. the government. So really, that is something you need to consider. If you're in that situation, that is something you need to contact us about because we do have some processes in place to walk you through there. All right. So they just changed those rules two years ago. Does that mean if I have a financial plan that's been set and it's more than two years old that it could be obsolete? I don't necessarily know if it's obsolete, but we do want to take a look at that because you may want to make some adjustments Mm -hmm. there for sure. That sounds like uh, it might be. And on the Aretha Franklin situation, just generally speaking, I know none of us are estate planning lawyers or legal professionals of any type, but do y'all frown on the handwritten wills? Because I don't know if it was the handwritten will that caused so much problems or the fact that there was three of them. No, I think it was a combination of both things. (laughs) Probably. But yes, it's so important to just have that will done. And and it's something you always want, you know, in our minds, we're thinking, okay, that day is going to come tomorrow. I, you know, I'll just do it tomorrow. It's way in the future. You never think, oh, something's going to happen to me. Um, And that's where we have run into some people who don't have that will in place. And we stress to them, get that done. That's one of the first things you need to get done. And as far as a trust goes, not everyone really necessarily needs that. 
but at least get that will done first. Yeah, the will's important, but just so you listeners understand, a will does go through probate, but it goes through a lot quicker with a will. A trust does not go through probate. And as long as you have beneficiaries, designated beneficiaries on your financial accounts, those will not go through probate either. Okay. So if your bank account, you need to have POD. So if you're not sure, you need to contact your bank next week and say, hey, do I have POD, payable on death on my checking account? That avoids probate. And the bank fails over and over and over. We see it every day. They do not tell people to put a beneficiary in their checking account. I know when I opened my checking account, they they never said, hey, you should put a beneficiary on this. And I keep a decent amount of money in my checking account. And that's something that's so important. Your brokerage accounts, they need to have TOD, transfer on death. That avoids probate. If you have annuity contracts, they're incontestable. They avoid probate 100% as well. So life insurance, same thing. Make sure you have beneficiaries, but also make sure that you've reviewed your beneficiaries and updated them. them. Um, We do that all the time with our clients. Each year when we do our annual um, strategy session, we always ask, hey, has your beneficiaries changed? Do we need to update any of those? And we check every single year because people's idea on who they want to leave things to do change. All right. That's Gary and Don Crawford. They're with Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. The phone number to contact them at the office or if you have a question for the show, 352-320-2060. The website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. 352-320-2060. All right, we were just beating up some of the horrible financial decisions celebrities have made. But coming forward in the next segment, we're going to look at some habits that you could probably steal or maybe just borrow from the super wealthy that will help you with your money. That's coming up next on Retirement with Pinnacle. For more information about Gary and Dawn and the team at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, visit retirementwithpinnacle.com to learn more. When you have errands to run, do you like to run all over town or do you try and make as few stops as possible? It's nice when you can get everything in one place, isn't it? The same is true for retirement planning. You shouldn't have to go one place for tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why Pinnacle Retirement Advisors was started. Gary and Don Crawford wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement planning. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. They're more than just convenient, they're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with Gary and Don Crawford and the Pinnacle Retirement Advisors team to talk about your retirement, call 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services, but does not provide tax or legal advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Hello there. You're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle, with Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, Gary and Don Crawford. 352-320-2060, and the website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. In the previous segment, we were beating up on all the dumb things celebrities have done with their money and their investments and estate planning. But this time we're going to talk about the positive side and look at the super wealthy, some of these celebrities even. And what are some good financial habits we should pick up, Gary? Well, we had the privilege, Don and I had the privilege just recently of seeing Shaquille O'Neal speak at an event we had. And 
that was really fun, actually. He's uh, he's quite a character. <laughs> I is. like him. But, uh, you know, he even talked about some things there, which it was really neat to see because he talked about young athletes and how they get all this money and they end up broke. But he was smart and his uh, insurance or investment guy put a bunch of money in annuities when he was younger. So he has income. He gave a few points, too. And really living within your means. I mean, we should all be doing that anyway, right? And one thing we do see is a lot of people do not live within their means. Yeah, we see it all the time. Yeah. And Don and I really try to. Uh, we do like to enjoy our lives as well, because who knows how long you're going to be around, right? right? But living within your means is important. So I know we've talked a few times in our shows about desired income. And really, that's what we want to achieve is a desired income, not just the income that pays your bills, but being able to enjoy your retirement. But you have to be realistic here, too. And I think from time to time, we'll see some individuals where they're really not realistic about their desired income. They're spending more than they really should be. And a big reason with this, and this is something that's about to come to a halt, is if you've been investing over the last 10, 11 years, and you've just been doing so great in the market, which everybody has, it doesn't matter where you were invested. You could have been in an S&P index fund or a NASDAQ fund or whatever it might be. But you were making such good returns that you adjusted your lifestyle to all that extra money that you had coming in off of those investments. But we really need to be, you know, realistic about rates of return. Again, Dawn mentioned earlier, your income plan should not have risk. So number one, live within your means. Pay off some debt as well. Uh, If you're still working, you know, try to pay off some of those bigger ticket items if you can, or at least the vehicles and things of that sort. Sometimes paying off your home is not the best thing because that is a deduction that you can deduct, especially now that tax things have changed here going into 2022. You know, you might still be able to deduct some of those things and really benefit from it. But consider refinancing. I mean, we're still at about the lowest rates we've seen. I think the median for interest rates on homes is around 6%. I think that's like the norm. Historically, it's always been around 6 and we've been down in, you know, under 3%, down in the 2% range. I think it's ticked up a little bit. And what they're saying and what we're seeing is interest rates are supposed to go up to about 4% this year. Well, also, if you have a lot of credit card debt oh, that's huge. with we a see high that. interest rate, consider getting a personal loan and taking advantage of the low interest rates right now. I know they, one of our credit unions here had just an astronomical, what, 2.09%? Yeah, Campus USA had point something percent on personal loans. Mm-hmm. That's great. To where you can consolidate and pay off those high credit cards. Yeah. Debts. So we do uh, you know, recommend people to do that from time to time. So we had live within your means, pay off debt, right? And then just don't save, invest. Because really, we talked about it before, the banks are paying nothing. And yes, you do need to save. You need to have your emergency fund. But inflation is real. <laughs> I mean, if we don't see it right now, we're never going to see it at all. Um, But when you do invest, you need to look at what results are you trying to achieve? It's not just, hey, let's get the the most uh, risky investments so we can make the most we can over the the long haul. It's really, well, what are we trying to achieve? How close are we to retirement? And those sort of things. So these are questions that you need to be asking yourself. And what do we want our money to do for us? And really kind of jot that down and think about that a little bit before you just go invest or talk to somebody like us. Yeah, it makes it sound like it was so much easier in past times when you could save and get a little growth just on your savings account. Yeah, you're right. Warren Buffett once said that compounding interest is like being at the top of a large hill 
and pushing a snowball down it. You know, like the Looney Tunes snowball gets bigger as it rolls down. So with that visual in mind, how much of an impact does compounding interest have on our retirement savings? Well, if you don't understand how compound interest works, you're just like the other 69% of Americans out there. However, it's such an important concept to grasp because compound interest makes your money grow faster than simple interest does. Because in addition to earning returns on the money you invest, you also earn returns on those returns. And it just keeps going. So let me put it into perspective. And this came from USAA Insurance Company. So if you saved $250 a month with an 8% average return, and you started this at age 25, you'll accumulate $878,570 by age 65. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, if you start at age 35, that's 10 years you know, down the road, you'll accumulate $375,073 by age 65. And then if you're starting this at age 45, you'll accumulate only $148,236 by age 65. So that compound interest over that 20 years is worth $730,334. That's huge. Yeah. The sooner you can start saving for retirement, the better. All right. Let's talk about uh, the investment strategy once we get into retirement. Does it need to change? Do you pull all your money out of risk? What do you do then? No, absolutely, James. I'm, it needs to change. I wrote an article in Kiplinger Magazine last year, and it was on developing an exit strategy for a successful retirement. And if you go on retirementwithpinnacle.com, if you go to meet our team, right under my name are some articles I've written, and you can click on those and read them uh, just for information. But one of the topics mentioned is changing the level of risk in your portfolio the closer you get to retirement. And if you think about it, that's kind of common sense, right? Yeah. But a lot of us don't do it because we've been investing the same way forever. And you're going to want to focus first on your desired income. So as you're getting closer to retirement or you're in retirement, you need to start looking at what do we really want for income? Because before we invest anything with clients, we first of all, we work through a process that we've you know developed. And as we refined our process, we really work backwards into our plan, how we're going to invest based on the results we're trying to achieve. So income is number one. That's number one. You, there's no retirement without income. I think we can all agree with that, right? So then how are you going to accumulate other assets because we talked about inflation? And then at what level of risk are we comfortable with? So we need to look at those. And we see too often retirees are still investing the way they always have. And I think usually that's because a person that's investing their money, their broker or financial advisor is not a retirement advisor. And our goal is really to coach you on how and why you need to adjust this strategy. So if you're investing the same way you did 10 years ago, you need to pick up the phone today and give us a call. 352-320-2060, retirementwithpinnacle.com. Give us a call. All right. So we were beating up on celebrities in the last segment. This segment, we're looking for advice and good strategies that we can use. And one of the popular urban myths that turns out to be true, actually, I had to look this up. Jay Leno says he never spent any of the money he made from The Tonight Show. He would just bank it wow. and he would do comedy gigs on the side. And it's not just here and there. It's like 200 dates a year. And he would live off of that money. So the only time he spent money was from those outside shows and he banked The Tonight Show checks. Can we take a similar approach with our retirement savings, Don? 
Well, yeah, but I'm sure Jay Leno, he he could still spend pretty good amount of money. Yeah, we've seen. <laughs> he bought a couple cars. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> yeah, a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Well, living below your means is when you spend less than what you make. So in retirement, that might mean spending less than your current income or possibly just not taking as much from your investment. So it involves discipline, we know, and commitment. But at the same time, it shouldn't mean deprivation, meaning you know, you don't have to eat packaged ramen noodles three days, three <laughs> I times like a day. Ramen noodles, though. But you need to control the impulsive, careless spending. And I think some of us are very guilty of that. But living below your means, you'll be able to keep more of your money invested and working for you. That sounds so easy. It just rolls off your tongue, but this living below your means. A lot of people have a problem with this. Nicholas Cage had a problem with this, you know, made hundreds of millions of dollars here. But the uh, IRS has tax liens on multiple properties he owned. He owes more than $6 million just from his 2007 tax bill alone. There was that headline for a while. I don't know if he ever paid that off, but apparently he didn't think about these things. He didn't think about living under his means. He didn't think about paying his taxes. Uh, Do you see the average retiree overlooking living below their means or what they'll pay in taxes? Well, I think it's something that is on most people's minds today. And just to kind of be clear, again, we do not give tax advice. We do help you with strategies to be as efficient as possible with what you're going to pay in taxes. But if you really want tax advice, you need to reach out to a tax professional. Okay. But yeah, like I said, I think this is on the top of people's minds today. It's at the top of conversation today. People are thinking about taxes, right? I mean, we're just getting out of a generational tax code that we'll probably never see again in our lifetime, where our standard deduction was so high, it was a great opportunity for people to do like Roth conversions and things of that sort. And the gears have shifted, right? Now everything's changing. But taxes are one of the biggest concern facing retirees. So, you know, how could it not be? We're seeing so many things happening right now in the country alone. And it's kind of scary if you ask me, what do you think? I mean, it's crazy. It's scary. But The one thing you can count on is our team has developed well-thought-out processes, and we have tools to look at the strategies to help you reduce or at least make you aware of your tax liability. And I think that's the biggest thing is what is your tax liability going to look like during retirement? We can show you that. It's really awesome. You know, many times during our evaluation meeting, which is our second meeting, so our discovery meeting is where we are first introduced to people and we just kind of have a conversation. And then our evaluation meeting is where we've really taken kind of all of your accounts and all of our pieces of our conversation, your income, any insurances that are going to protect you in areas and just plug it all in. And as we start reviewing the retirement report that we've created for you, required minimum distributions come into play, okay? And that's when people really start to go, oh my goodness, they're shocked by how much that distribution can be sometimes. Now, sometimes people like it, they need it to live on, but there's a lot of folks out there. And if you're listening today and you have a pension, both of you maybe, and you have social security and you're like, I don't wanna touch this money. Well, guess what? You're gonna have to at age 72. So if we can work with you on developing some of these strategies, to come in, kind of help offset some of these taxes because it's really going to bump up your income. All right, that's Gary and Don Crawford. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors is their day job and the website, retirementwithpinnacle.com. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about athletes, musicians, actors who end up losing their money or some of them making a bunch of money. If we're concerned we're headed down the wrong path, is there a quick piece of advice you have or is it just coming to the office? Well, come in the office, but 
you should probably stay off social media, right? <laughs> they start throwing out all those advertisements of what you just got to have. But yes, come at least sit down. If it's not us, sit down with a retirement advisor. Create a plan on how and how much to save each month. And my parents used to tell me, pay yourself first. And I'm sure you've all heard that before. But if you can have money systematically taken out each month, that's even better. It's like a bill you have to pay each month that will benefit you later on down the road. I think that social media might be a, a big one because I see some of my friends I went to high school with are former co-workers and I really tend to focus on, hey, that one has a bigger house than I do or, hey, that guy has a better car than I do. And mm -hmm. I don't think I would feel that sort of societal pressure if I would just stay off of social media a little bit. Yeah. Right. And you know, our phones are listening to us too, right? I mean, if you talk about something like, uh, for instance, a fire pit for your pool, well, guess what? The next day you open Instagram or anything and there's an ad on there for that exact item, right? So, I mean, it's just put in front of you and it's kind of hard to resist sometimes. <laughs> I know I've purchased things off Instagram. That's crazy. couple things. All right. So that's Gary and Don Crawford, Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, the phone number 352-320-2060, the website retirementwithpinnacle.com. Stick around. We've got more money talk coming up. This is Retirement with Pinnacle. To attend one of Gary and Don's seminars or to schedule a meeting with the team, visit their website, retirementwithpinnacle.com for more information or call 352-320-2060. Of all the questions you get asked every day, this is one you should not ignore. How much money in your 401k or IRA is actually yours? Not what its current value is, but how much of it will end up in your pockets, not the government's. Remember, you still might owe taxes on that money. Make sure you are not overpaying. Keep every dollar you are entitled to. Look, I know it's confusing, it's complicated, and it definitely is not fun. That's why at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, we offer strategies to help make sure you're not paying more in taxes than your fair share. It's your money. You deserve to know what's at stake. Call our team at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors today to get started. 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. Do not do the IRS any favors. 352-320-2060 firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. You're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. I've got a couple of financial advisors here from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, Gary and Don Crawford. And we're going to play a little game, Would You Rather. Look, it's just a fun way to go through some of these financial decisions and uh, bounce it off. A couple of people have been doing this for the last 20 years. So uh, would you rather game? It's easy. Look, uh, just as an example, we'll start with Gary. Would you rather only be able to use a fork or a spoon for the rest of your life? That means like if you get a fork, no spoons for the rest of your life. If you get a spoon, oh, wow. no forks for the rest of your life. So if you can only choose one, would you rather only have a fork or a spoon? There is a thing of it called a spork, right? That's not in the would <laughs> you rather. That's not an option. That'll be in well, the here, here, let me Let me kind of think about this for a minute because – I love to eat. That's probably one of my favorite things to do is eating, right? Um, I like soup, even in the summertime, a big Thai of soup, you know, spicy soup bowl. Um, I would have to say I would pick a fork, though, because um, I like to eat steak and chicken, different things of that sort. And really, if I'm having soup, I could eat everything out of it with a fork and drink out of the bowl. 
True. So I think that way I'm getting the most bang for my buck. I'm getting, uh, yeah, I, I would go with a fork. <laughs> Final answer. Final answer. <laughs> Final answer. Dawn, for, fork or spoon? Oh, geez. I think I would have to agree with Gary because you could totally get around the spoon thing with a bowl yeah. if you had to. Yeah. And I don't understand. Like my wife likes to make this tomato soup that doesn't have any chunks of anything. It's just it's a beverage is what it is. That's not food. You could right. you're supposed to put that in a cup. You don't need to right. eat that with a spoon. It's not food. So when we're at an Asian restaurant and I'm having soup. At the end, when I can't get any more with my spoon anyway, I usually pick it up and drink it. And Dawn says it's rude, but I don't well, think it is with the in culture. In the American culture, it is. <laughs> in the Asian culture, it is not. So I make them very pleased when I go in there. <laughs> are, we, are you supposed to use a straw? I don't understand how you get around that. No. No. Your bowl. You, you lift just your pick bowl. the bowl up and drink yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. That's okay. Yes. All right. So uh, let's do some financial would-you-rathers here. Uh, Gary, would you rather live in an RV and have to sleep in a different state every week for the rest of your life or live in a house and never be able to leave your county ever again? Oh, geez. I would probably want to live in an RV. Um, I do like being at home, but I definitely like to travel. So yeah, I would probably have to live in an RV. Now, if it's for the rest of my life, that's a really tough question because, again, you want to be near family from time to time. But if we have an RV, we could always come back to them. So right. I, I definitely a different state for the it would have to be a really top notch RV, though. I'm talking the biggest one you could have. That's for sure. And I think Dawn would agree with it having to be big. <laughs> yeah, it would have to be large. I, I would need my space. I need my room. But I would agree with Gary. I would need an RV because. I need options. So living in our county, that means we'd never see the beach again. I know. No, that's, no. that's not an option. Family can always come to us. And I like options, just like in retirement. I like options. Wow. I think I would take the house. I just Really? Yeah, because I don't want to live in an RV. It's it's small and, you know, it's, I don't know. It, it, but never leave your county again? What Like we would never see mountains again. Well, we don't have mountains here in Florida, but I mean, right. you could never see mountains. Yeah, but it also kills me that you got to sleep in a different state every week, which well. it would be fun for like Florida and California, New York and Texas. But there's also a lot of North Dakotas and Montanas in there that wouldn't, wouldn't that'd be boring. Yeah, there's pros and cons. To I everything, guess so right? unless yeah. we could have a house like where the mountains in the beach or right there. <laughs> well, well, you probably have clients who have tried the RV life. Did it, does it usually stick or do they usually give it up? What do they think? They give it up. I'm they give sure. it up eventually. I too. mean, what happens when you end up in a long-term care situation? I guess he could just throw me out at that time. And yeah, then you could go on a cruise <laughs> and uh, just stay on the cruise ship. I different heard. long-term care facility every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's try the next. Uh, would you rather? Would you rather retire and live on a cruise ship the rest of your entire life, or retire and live in your kid's basement? Oh, geez, Ooh, which kid you are you first talking on. about? Yeah, <laughs> the good ones on the kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure that's what most people would say. Which kid? Yeah, I don't think their kids would like it. Yeah, I don't well, think my our kids, kids aren't listening, like so that we're fine. Right. Um, I think I would live in the kids' basement. Well, because I'm not a fan of a cruise ship. And I would be stuck on there. I feel like I'd be stuck even if they go to like their ports of call or whatever. Um, yeah. And you could still travel. We could still travel if we were in somebody's right. basement. We yeah. can leave and go on vacation. So yeah. Like I keep saying, you'll have options at that point. Like the cruise ship. What if something happens like a pandemic and you're stuck in the middle of the ocean? No, that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Has well, that I, ever happened? I, don't I, think I think the selling point for the cruise ship is that 
like when you wake up, someone's already cooked food for you. Yeah. You just go to the buffet at any time and you just walk by the bar at any time and someone's changing your sheets and doing your laundry and you know, you kind of have a little bit of service there. Your kids aren't going to make you breakfast. Your kids aren't going to have a buffet waiting for you whenever you walk through the kitchen. But well, I think I would still choose the kids over the cruise. Yeah, here. yeah, I yeah. Too. I mean, we cook for the kids, even our grown adult children. I mean, when they come to visit, I cater to them, you know, and so does Dawn. So it's like, maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> All right. We've got uh, Dawn and Gary Crawford playing Would You Rather. Don, would you rather take a lump sum payout or the pension payments? You know, like when you have a pension, they try and buy it out. I would definitely do lump sum because back to my options thing, I could make my own pension so I could put part of my money or an annuity to create my pension. And then with the other portion, I could put in another account to accumulate. Yeah. And and that question is going to be... There's a lot of moving pieces to that question and things you need to consider too. You know, how's your health at that time? Mm-hmm. You know, if your health isn't great, definitely a lump sum. That's a no brainer. Um, but if you're really healthy, have longevity, and maybe your spouse has longevity too, you can kind of weigh the pros and cons. But a lot of times the lump sum would be a benefit, I guess. You have more flexibility, more yeah, options, options on that too. Yeah. Uh, how often are you meeting with clients who have a pension? Um, I would say now we're here in Florida and we do get a lot of retirees from up north. So a lot of them have pensions. About 50%. And, I would yeah. Say. And we'd work a lot with our uh, Florida retirement system, whether they're state employees or teachers who have retired, county employees, whatever it might be. The majority of them have a pension as well. And then they have like the drop program for their uh, savings that's uh, available to them as well. So we do see it quite a bit, actually, mm-hmm. but it is becoming a thing of the past. Definitely. I mean, even like our city uh, has done away with the pension and, and their 401k only now. And I think most places newer have. Hires. Yeah. yeah, most yeah. places have. How do you determine what's too low? Like when they try and lowball you on the lump sum and you'd probably rather take the payments because they're just not offering you enough to make up the difference? Do you all have like a rule of thumb or how do you approach that math? You just have to run the numbers on it. Look at what they're going to give you for the lump sum. A lot of times the pension payment's going to be a little bit more than what you could get if you ran the numbers on it realistically. Now, if somebody really inflates the uh, distribution rate <laughs> from a um, a pension that they're doing themselves or they're trying to invest it and they say, oh, we're going to get uh, 8% consistently and that's we're just going to do that, that's not going to work anyway. Um, so that's not realistic. So really... A lot of times the pension payment will be a little higher, but sometimes people look at it and say, well, you know what, what are my options as far as survivor benefits and that sort of thing? And if it's a single person, because there's a lot of single people that retire, they want to make sure that their kids get it. And with the pension, it only goes over a survivor benefit to your spouse. It doesn't go to your kids. So again, we have to look at their health. Do they have health concerns? Have they had past health like cancers that are afraid might come back and that sort of thing? So sometimes people do opt to take a little less just to have more options and more flexibility with that money. All right. Next, would you rather? Don, would you rather pay taxes now or pay taxes later? Well, just like we said earlier, I believe the taxes are going to be higher when we, we retire. So I would rather pay them now. And so we, we do that right now with some of our accounts, um, put our post-tax dollars in there. Sure. I mean, you want to have a happy medium though. If you can take advantage, like I said, of a 401k, you're getting matched. That's free money. Take it all day long. Um, But anything over that match, really, you should start looking at some 
some uh, post-tax investments because those are going to accumulate tax-free and the income and distributions that you take in retirement are going to be tax-free as well. So again, it's going to give you more options to look at how you're going to strategize distributions during retirement. See, now you got me worried because most of my retirement savings are in an IRA. Am I just going to get crushed with taxes? It really depends on a few things, James, because where we see people really get hit hard are the people that have accumulated a really large amount um, or a decent size amount. You know, you start looking at the, uh, you know, million plus in, in qualified assets or even, you know, you retire with 750 and you don't touch it until you're 72. That's going to be over that million mm-hmm. mark more than likely. So what is your income sources? So if you're retired and you have social security and you have a pension and let's say your spouse does as well, and really you have adequate income where you don't even need to take distributions, but oh, by the way, you're going to be required to take them. Um, Throwing that on top of it really just kind of starts throwing you into those tax brackets that really become inefficient. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, if you've accumulated enough wealth and there's no way around it, then congratulations, because really if you got to pay a little bit of taxes, you got to pay a little bit more Medicare and you've accumulated a, a large amount of wealth, then it becomes almost, there's no way around it. It is what it is. Well, it sounds like a good problem to have, but if I can avoid it, I don't, I don't sure. like paying taxes, Gary. No, yeah, I hear I you. Either. But at the same time, if we can pay a lot of them now, that's going to be a big benefit for you down the road. Mm-hmm. But again, find a balance. Having different accounts. Yeah, having different accounts. Do some pre-tax, but some post-tax. Just make sure you're not dumping every single dime into those into the pre-tax yeah delayed taxed accounts tax deferred yeah all right well that was a nice little round of would you rather tell them what y'all do at your day job <laughs> <laughs> we help people retire we create strategies so you can create memories i think that's the big thing um but for the last 20 years we've been helping people and we're walking our prospective clients through a thought out process to help them come to the right decision for them reimagine your retirement So if you retired in the last five years or will retire in the next five years, we want you to pick up the phone and call us right now. 352-320-2060 or go online and find us at retirementwithpinnacle.com. All right. Thank you very much for your time today, Don and Gary Crawford. I'm James Parker. This has been Retirement with Pinnacle. Do you need a second opinion on your retirement plan? You can't get a second opinion from the one who gave you the first. So call Gary and Don Crawford at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management LLC. AE Wealth Management and Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. 
Our firm is not affiliated or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, LLC. This radio show is a paid placement. For more info, visit retirewithpinnacle.com.